Welcome to Merrickville. Sydney, it is Friday. We're going to go into a cracking weekend of weather and we're going to have a great show to take you there. And we always listen to your feedback. So you can always hit us up on our social media. And we had somebody write in saying, can you please have more Sri Lankan love machines on your show? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Dilruk Jai Singer is back in the chair. Ask and you shall receive. (laughs) I am here to grant the wishes of all your listeners. Uh, Oh, that was great. Oh, that was... (laughs) Oh, what wishes? It's a consensual granting of wishes. I am the genie from Sri Lanka. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just rub your bottle and all of a sudden. Okay, okay. no, we've started off. Started off poorly for you, Friday. There's a Kev of Wonders uh, pun there somewhere. No. Yeah, there's so many things I could say there. Just, what comes there's, out of that bottle? Oh, don't stand near it. Not that. Well, well, this day and age with all the waxing, there's no magic carpet either. So there was. <laughs> <laughs> Dilruk's with you this afternoon. We're going to be getting a bit of an update on his uh, current dating situation, which I always like to live vicariously through. Dilruk Jai singing with me this afternoon. Uh, Dil, it is expected to get to mid-30s, I think, in Sydney. Oh, beautiful. Over the weekend. So, you know what? Classically, as we do in Sydney, we see uh, the temperature dial up for two days and everyone just goes to the beach as fast as we can. <laughs> everyone just gets in water. We're all water skiing, getting on jet skis. Just And then all of a sudden we just go, oh, it's actually not that. It's not that warm, is it? The water's still freezing. 30, 33 tomorrow. 33. Mm, you And 30 on Sunday, so. But you know what I think I might do this weekend? I might enjoy a few ca- casual beverages. Oh, that's unlike you. Yes. <laughs> something different for the change. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Embrace change. Yeah. Right. I just thought I might destroy 30 cans. Um, <laughs> we're going to do, do a, a segment that we all know and love today, but uh, a li- with a little bit of a difference. We're going to do... Life is pain. Very yeah. Pinky on my right hand is caught, dislocated that and broke it in three places. Hit the gear stick with me front teeth. Teeth was still in the gear stick. Everybody hurts. Yeah. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Yeah. We, if you don't know Hurt Locker, we find something very specific and then we ask you stories on how you got hurt by it. Today, Dill, we're going to do heat. Right, it's yeah. a pretty broad subject, but because we know what Sydney's like, as soon as the sun's out, the guns are out, the the other parts are sometimes out, yeah. and uh, people get overexcited, and then they forget that they've still kind of got their winter coat on, and they burn mm. horrifically. Right. Oh, you can this, I'm not, I don't know if this counts as the heat category, but I once had wasabi peas. Uh, I was eating a whole bunch of them, and then I went to the Dunnies, forgetting that I had eaten oh. them, and. <laughs> Burnt a little, um, a little jai singer, let's just say. Really? That... I'll take that. That's a heat yeah, injury. That's a heat, that's a heat injury. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you, if you've accidentally got, you know, wasabi burning your snorkel, that's. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that as the first cap off the rank. Yeah, no, that's not where I thought when, we'd go. When you said heat, that's what burned up. Like it was like yeah. you know a Pavlovian response. I just went ooh. Yeah, yeah. But I have you know on the on the on the topic of the, in yeah. the sun area. I uh, I did, you know I'm given that I'm Sri Lankan. We don't burn. Uh, at least I thought we never burned. Uh, 19 years of my life I lived in Sri Lanka. Never one sunburn. Came to Australia. Went to Gold Coast with my brother. We went to Wet and Wild, and we were like, we don't need sunscreen. Look at these idiots. We've got we've got it built in. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like taking sand to the beach. You don't need to do that. Oh, mate, the searing that my shoulders suffered. Like, th- th- I'd never peeled and stuff. It was so bad. And the next day, we went to uh, Movie World, and they- we had to do one of the tours where it, g- it gets really dark, so you got to put your sh- hand on each other's shoulder. Oh. It's like the mummy returns or something. Some, some Oh, and I got... It was it was horrible. Did so, you peel? Dill, is it... Yeah. Is it, did, oh, that's Man, not good. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know, because we, we don't, like, you know... Traditionally, Sri Lankans, we don't peel, yeah. but apparently did you, in Australia, did you take, no ozone. Dil, did you take photos? We've killed the ozone just over our <laughs> own little patch. Did you take photos and send them to your family and go, cop this? I, I, Look at I this, have, guys. You know, you know, you had the little Dum Dum Club boys over, uh, and I went with them to Thailand about a couple of months ago, yep. and uh, same mistake over there. I didn't put sunscreen, got sunburned. So if you want, I can send you some some photos of me peeling. Yeah. We do not need to see photos of Dylan in Thailand. <laughs> no, we I do not just need to see those photos. Other, this, the massage ones are mm. incredible. We do not need to see those. That's for another time. Um, We've Dil, already got a call come through, Mez. Oh, do you want to go to a call now? Let's, let's take a okay, call right. straight up. Dave in Norellan. Hello, Dave. Hey, how you going, Miz? Very good, mate. Doing hurt like we're doing heat today of any variety. I mean, obviously, Dill got a wasabi down his uh, snorkel and that burn him. <laughs> um, and he's also been sunburned. What's happened to you with heat? Any t- any type of heat, Dave? 
Well, I, went, I had to go to an errand, went out to the shops to get um, the bread and milk on a 38-degree day. It was a bit lazy to get the pluggers out, went out in a pair of shorts and barefoot, and oh. burst the feet walking along the road and the asphalt of the car park. Mate. And, and the pipe through. Yeah? Yep, and like, it, it pained me for a week. I couldn't walk. Blistering? A week, yep, Blistering. You see, that's you know what happens too, Dave. Is it's like like I said about winter coat. Your skin is not hardened up. You've got to do it slowly and progressively, mm. don't you? Do like, and that's the same with your feet. Is if you go out straight away at the start of summer and just go bare feet, walking around on the gravel and stuff like that, they're still tender. They need at the end of summer, they're you know they're broken in a little bit. You know, they've yeah, got a yeah, bit, got a bit hardened up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go too early, too hard. You burn yourself. Now, I, I've <laughs> a friend of mine fell asleep at the beach. I've got two very quick stories, right, about where mm. heat. So this will give you the idea of the premise. A friend of mine. Adam, he is a very, 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 very white man. Like, he's just like a ghost. And yep. he went to the beach in the 90s. And he doesn't normally go to the beach because he looks like a ghost. <laughs> and so he covered himself with sunscreen and went, I'll be right because I'm covered in sunscreen. Fell asleep. And he woke up and he'd forgotten to apply it to the soles of his feet. Oh, there we go. Feet again. So badly burnt from the sun on the soles of his feet, he was on crutches for a week. Oh. On crutches. From the sun? Just yeah. Dire- oh, my yeah. God. Okay. This is a completely different one, but I want to tell this. I was about 16 or 17 or something like that, went to a party at a, um, a, like it was a friend of a friend's house, and they were super wealthy, and they had a sauna, right, and a spa at their house. And mm. anyway, as I do... Um, I'd uh, hooked up with uh, one of the ladies at the party, and oh, I said, wow. "Hey, yeah, we've been swimming. So I said, hey, let's just go in the sauna there and lock the door and touch each other." So we did. <laughs> You're a man with many words, aren't you? <laughs> that's, well, that's how you know. It was the it was the early nineties. That's how you went about yeah. copulation. Anyway, yeah. so we're going into the uh, into the sauna there at this person's house, and uh, I'd had a few drinks. I'm not going to lie, and we're in there, and then we had relations. And then classic what's, I've gone to sleep in the sauna. Oh, my God. She's rejoined the party. I've fallen asleep in the sauna. Yeah. I woke up the next day, and this, I'd been cooking all night in the sauna, and I may have had some mild liver damage as my organs began to shut down. Oh, my God. I got out. I was so badly dehydrated. We were about to take me to hospital, put me on a drip. So, really? That bad? So she just left you in there as yeah. well? She's yeah. She's I've got my bit of mess that yeah. I wanted for the day. Yeah, she no. goes, he's got no fluids left in him, that man. That was her, that was her <laughs> performance review. She <laughs> just left, shut the door. Combi- <laughs> Combining those two stories, Uh-oh. do we do we have any, any, any nudist who are listening who can call us and tell us what happens when you... Burn your you pain? Know, yeah, does that happen? Do you, do you apply sunscreen on the pain? <laughs> I don't know. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, a friend of mine had a sunspot. Well, Hashtag screen your pre- <laughs> <laughs> We should start a campaign. Let's campaign. not create a hashtag okay. called screen your peen. Yeah. <laughs> Put screen on your peen. No. A friend of mine had to have, he had that to have a mole. To slip, he had a, slap. a friend of mine had a sun cancer removed from his peen. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, right, so it happens, okay. you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm just... <laughs> There's lots of we're, people who've called and want to get us through. We've got to get to a song. One, two, three, five, three. If you want to be a part of it, Hurt Locker today is heat of any kind. Taking a course, one, two, three, five, three, because it's going to be a hot weekend in Sydney. When has heat burnt you? Now, we have discovered that there is a hashtag that has been created called <laughs> Screen Your Peen. Um, <laughs> just created by Phil, just there. <laughs> it's uh, an important message, I reckon. Yo, you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get yeah. sunburnt down there. And I, we still haven't figured out what to do when we, what happened to me with the wasabi. You know, you don't want to get wasabi kransky. Like, well, that's a really oof. bad place to be. Now, Dill's spoken about the importance of it to America. You were the ambassador for Lamb a few years back. Yes, I can still see Dill doing a community service type announcement on TV about mm. screening your peen. That's a great Great idea. I can see that. All you have to do is talk about it enough, Dill, and then you end up with a campaign. <laughs> Let's get to Shane in DY. G'day, Shane. G'day, boys. How you doing? Very good, mate. All right. Good tell day. us how heat affected you. Oh, for, for Hurt Locker, oh, how did it hurt you? Well, it didn't hurt me, mate. It was it was very funny. And without giving my age away, just over 30 years ago when I was still a teenager, on New <laughs> Year's morning, New Year's lunchtime, I was walking along the promenade at um, Bondi Beach, and there was this very, you know, party hungover person that had passed out on the beach after going for a swim just in underwear with his clothes strewn everywhere. 
and he was quite large and had red hair without <laughs> being racist. And but somebody had... <laughs> it's not a race, <laughs> Shane. Yeah, um, um, but but somebody had put a crocheted blanket over him. Oh, and and the crochet bombed was, him. As I was walking along, he emerged from his stupor and got up, and he had the entire pattern of the crochet. Oh, he oh. would have looked like one of those. It would have looked like one of those lattice chips. You know, when you have a lattice chip, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a leg yeah, of yeah. ham after the yeah. the net has been removed. Yeah, yeah, he was a walking crocheted blanket just in in blistering sunburn. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah. That's great. Somebody's tried to help him out, and no, they fail. Dan in Newcastle, hello, Dan. How are you, legends? Good, brother. Good, brother. All right, mate, we're talking about uh, when heat has hurt you for Hurt Locker. Yes, mate. As a young fella, started working with a guy doing uh, sheds, and it got into summer, and I uh, decided to wear a pair of shorts to work one day and didn't have any undies on. Mm. Oh. Well, I the reflection, the reflection <laughs> off the roof sheets blistered my testicles. No! Yes! That is jackpot! Oh, but literally... Dylan and I are up and about for that one. You've burnt your balls through refraction. How is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Far out. That wasn't good, eh? Oh, my was... God. Oh, I, have well... never, I have never wanted to be sent a picture of a guy's plum. But, <laughs> but I, it feels like it should be on the website. Oh. <laughs> hey, now, listen, man, have you also heard about the No BS ball, mate? Have you got um, some tickets to it? No. Oh, you're trying to get tickets for the No BS lunch? <laughs> oh, that was a good drop, too, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was good. <laughs> mate, listen, for any bloke who's burnt their plums with the sun, you're probably a good chance. Stay on line, mate. I'll get Matty to see what he can do for some tickets there because I guarantee you the group, the group Team would like to have a bloke who's burnt his plums with the sun. <laughs> the grill team, yeah, yeah, sun dried plums. Yeah, he could be a mascot. <laughs> uh, got Adam in Southern Highlands. G'day, mate. You know, I, I don't think I can beat that last one. Yeah, mate, no, no one can. Let's give it a crack, yeah. though. Um, when I was in the army as a young fella, I um, was setting up a trip flare and forgot to two, put the two wing nuts in and bumped it with my knee, went to grab it, and it went off. <gasps> Thousand candle power went off in my hand. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jesus. So you, you had a flare go off, like, you know, like a trip flare, and that's that's worse yep. than, like, what you see at the soccer, isn't it? Yeah, right. That's right. It's a th- thousand candles. Yeah. Oh. Wow. What did you, you use to dial this? It, what did you use to oh, dial so this if number? Know, if I didn't have my gloves and my fingerless gloves on, I would have lost my hand. Oh, oh, wow. So fortunately you had some gloves on there. Otherwise, that would just burn straight through. Like, it's phosphorus, isn't it, Adam? Uh, I don't know if it's phosphorus, but it's, uh, it's, it was pretty hot. And you know how you get that uh, those couple of seconds when you don't know what you're doing, but you're yeah. still hanging on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I call that radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I call that oh. a way to make a living. <laughs> Mate, that was a cracker. These have been great calls. There's so many more still coming through. We'll try and get to as many as we can. Let's, let's try to get to at least we got time for one more. Jason Casula. Hello, mate. How you going, boys? Yeah. It's, do you Jason. like it, Casula, or do you like Casula? Do you like it when they say Kashula? Oh, mate, I don't care. I just call it Liverpool because it's right next door. <laughs> I just call it last chance to not go to Canberra is what I call it. <laughs> yeah, there is that. All right, mate. So, uh, when we were little, my parents had the old uh, gas oil heater mm. with the wire grill across the front. And uh, my brother was getting dried in front of it because it's middle of winter. bent over and put his ass on it. Oh. Right. But... That's not the funny. The funny part is the specialist he had to go and see was named Doctor Behind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh. The yeah. cop that's something shocking. Yeah, and then they had to refer him to another specialist, Doctor Teabag. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on Podcast One called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on Podcast One.
www.gov.com.au. Dilruk, giant singer, is my guest today. And uh, if you don't know this about Dilruk, A, he's a fantastic comedian. You might have seen him on television mm. on pretty much every television program there is. <laughs> I love how you say that. <laughs> it's like he's, you're just everywhere. And it's great. And you're going to be on more stuff in the future. Border but, security. Everything. Oh, Liam. <laughs> Mate, have you done your certificate of, of um, compliance training yet? Because I have. That's, I'm pretty sure that that is... Offensive in some way. I'm not. I'm not sure how. I'm um, just smuggling spices. That's all. Come on, guys. <laughs> just more wasabi. <laughs> I've got a problem. Excuse me. I think you might have some wasabi in your pain. Oh, I do a pain. Screen my pain. That's what oh, I said okay. to the X-ray machine, okay. guys. Speaking of screening your pain. Um, <laughs> Let's, like that. let's get a, an update on your uh, romantic life because... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what was that? That's Derek's theme song. I love that. You get a theme song. People listening at home, please be aware, I've not been prepped for any of that music. So the, the re- reaction you're hearing is genuine joy slash embarrassment. None of us, none of us are prepared for that. So, Dil, oh. last time we spoke a few weeks ago, you were going out on a, a, another date, a, a, a follow-up date, a, a subsequent date with a young lady. And this is the woman that you, I believe you wore on your first date, you wore a pair of Ugg boots because you know how to charm a lady. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and, and it was fun. Look, we went, you know, uh, I think we told you we went mini golfing, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what what else is going on? Let's talk about... Oh, <laughs> is it gone pear-shaped, Dil? <laughs> oh, look, look, uh, we... we uh, no, it was good. We, we had a good uh, chat and uh, we sort of <laughs> <laughs> realised that we have, you know, because I travel a lot. Here's the problem is I'm, oh, yeah. I, 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 with, you know, as Too you know, busy. with comedy, you got to travel a fair bit. Mm. But on that as well, someone told me, so with this dating app Tinder, you know, the free app, you only get like 100 swipes per day, you're limited and all that sort of crap. <laughs> only 100 swipes a day? <laughs> What are you, a 14-year-old boy underneath your doona? I actually tweeted today asking people if their Tinder app is broken because I think mine's not working. I haven't matched with anyone in three weeks. So I saw, I saw, I'm surprised that you're able to use your phone anymore. It's because it's not just your fingers aren't worn down to nubs. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've got RSI from Tinder. <laughs> but I did find out that in the premium app, there is a way that you can change your location. So, for example, I'm going to be in Canberra for the Florida... Um, uh, Flower Festival this yep. weekend. So what I can do with the premium map is I can sort of set up my um, my location to be as if I'm in Canberra, even though I already might not be there yet, and just start swiping away and get the conversation started. Ooh. Trying to pre-book dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just to be a bit uh, smart about it. <laughs> yeah. Is there other da- other dating apps that you use or have used still? Because, I mean, I obviously have... I've got no idea. I literally do not know what Tinder looks like. If you showed I... it to me, I'd not know. I mean, I know what... I... Other sites look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Grinder. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, I um, no man. I, I I mainly Tinder. There is another one called Happen that I've installed that I got nothing for. Happens a bit more creepier in my opinion. It's literally if you walk past someone who has the same app as you, it you know you can basically see who's around you literally in the vicinity. Finds it, I find it a bit creepy. Which... I like that one. That one sounds great. That's, that's like, this goes, oh, look, there's Merrick. Why is he hiding in but... the backseat of my car? Why is he in my car? I... Oh, there you are. What are you doing there? Get out. It's... That, is that like that? Because that sounds. Yeah, I think so. Like, if you like... go to. The... If you go to the supermarket, you see someone that you thought, hey, that person's a bit attractive. And then uh, you go walk out and see if they were on the app as well. Yeah. And then you just, like, you follow them home. And, and, and <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah. You offer to carry the, 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 the dunny roll back. Because I can't, I miss, obviously, you know, like I'm married with kids now, but like none of these, these dating apps were, you know, when I was dating, there was no, there was, there was mobile phones, obviously, but there was yeah. no um, uh, smartphones. No. Smartphones had... are only 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. What would you do? You, I mean, yeah. You would you do the notes thing? Is that how you get people, girls' numbers back in the day? You give them a piece of paper, oh, to write no, the phone number. No, look. I think you have to put a different. You type go of home and in. get the the rotating dial. Just get on the phone and go. <laughs> 
and then it, it, it times out and just go, this number is no longer connected. <laughs> <laughs> no, we used, to, we used to just rely on it on a different kind of method then, you know, which was because now it's like, oh, it's so based on your looks and that kind of first yeah, it's very impression. superficial, yeah. It is, isn't it? And I, I find it kind of sad, whereas like, you know, dating in the 90s, it was more about like how drunk you both were mm, yeah, and whether or not, you know, you could necessarily convince them that you were a roller coaster designer. <laughs> well, well, I have and, a question for you because obviously in, you know, as you've mentioned, there's been a bit more uh, TV profile for me in this last year. Mm, mm. Do I try and emphasize that in my Tinder? Because at the moment I'm really downplaying it. I'm just oh, yeah. going as the average guy. But oh, no. there's a certain comedian, let's not name him, but let's just call him, Have dues. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a good mate of, I'm a good mate of doozy. <laughs> yeah, doozy loses it. Yeah, you know that. He's a good guy. But he was saying that I should just get a screenshot of me on Have You Been Paying Attention and smack 100%. bang, put that right. Really, hundred percent. I mean, people listening will agree that sounds desperate, doesn't it, mate? But we're talking about a time when subtlety is gone, right? Mm, so yeah, there's right. no point trying to pretend that you're like waiting for them to find out that you're a comedian and that you've got a profile, you've been on television. Dude, put that out there right now. Get that out there. Use that. Yeah. That's a great hook. Mm. Get a snapshot, as Doozy has said. Get a, snap, <laughs> get a snapshot of yourself on Have You Been Paying Attention or on Utopia, one of the programs, and then just Just put, put all of them as a collage. Just, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a montage. <laughs> Actually film a montage. It's, it's a montage. Everybody <laughs> loves a montage. <laughs> and then it's just all these things that you've been in, Dill. You will get too much action. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. And here's the other thing, too. Just very quickly, Dill. If you can't get laid in Canberra, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so though he lives in Melbourne and hails from Sri Lanka, he's a Merrickville fave. You'll remember his name. He's Dilro Jayasena. <laughs> yeah! 104.9 Triple M. That is the hardest name in the world to make rhyme on radio. But you bloody nailed it. Yeah, Punky Cole Medina, doing Jay Singer. Spent a lot of time early this morning you, working on it, just oh, matching the beats no. up. And edit. What? Do not steal the glory from our fantastic audio producer, Matty, who works his ass <laughs> off on those. But I, I had the I had the idea <laughs> to do so radio. Is, to, do, to do something. Can I get that as a oh, ringtone? You bet your life you can, pal. Uh, do Jay Singer with me this or afternoon. Or we can give you this. Because Dilruk Jai Singer is the Sri Lankan love machine, um, amongst other things, as we've just found out. So we've got, you've got two jingles. You can pick um, one, of, one of either. Or, what are we talking know, about again? Oh, jingle. Sorry. Yeah. No. Anyway, it's school holidays tomorrow, guys. Yes. School holidays kicks off tomorrow. Yeah, uh, technically Monday, mate. Tomorrow's Saturday. Everyone's got the day off. Oh, yeah, but today's the last day of school. Oh, and don't my kids know it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. So have you got plans for the school holidays for the kids, Yeah, Mets? absolutely. I'm gonna, actually, you know what I'm doing, um, Dill? I'm taking my kids because they're sport. We're going to talk about this actually just after five about things that you've done mm-hmm. for school holidays. I'm going to take my kids to go and see Frank Woodley at the Opera House. Oh, I heard his kids show. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and take it. First noodle? Of all, some noodle yeah, nut? Um, noodle nut. Noodle yeah, nut yeah, at the yeah Opera great. House. So we're going to go How do old that. are your kids, man? Um... Uh, so that's next. That's next to the like Tuesday. Love my kids. Do anything for them. Do anything. Yeah. For them. So Mez, you're going to have a bit of an advantage here because we're doing a school holidays quiz. Okay. Let's go crazy, crazy, crazy. What is that? <laughs> what the? What are you doing, mate? What is that song? I know that's a One Direction song, isn't it? Well done. You're learning. Who does this to annoy me? <laughs> Having to that. Yeah, that's no, very that's oh, dancing in the studio. Okay. So the way, this, the way this game is going to work, guys, is I'm going to give you, and this is a timed quiz, I'm going to give you five seconds, yep. and you've got to name uh, a certain amount of answers in a category relating to school holidays, okay? Hmm. Now, Mez, you've got kids, you've got a bit of an advantage, so you're yep. going to go first here. Okay. These school holidays, I need five public locations parents might dump their kids. Library, um, Parliament House, <laughs> Luna Park, oh, <laughs> One. What? Library. What That's it. Library's oh. all right. You got so many options. Casino. Oh! <laughs> back of the car. I forgot that. <laughs> Neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. man. 
There's heaps. Weird, that weird auntie in your family that's got some sort of depressive background and smokes too much around your children, <laughs> but will look after them for free. Her. Yeah. Okay. Do you right. see how the game works? Totally. Okay. I'm very Dill, excited. As you are up here. Who doesn't have any kids? I'm. Yeah. I'm not feeling confident, Liam. Okay. But let's give it a crack. Okay. Deal. These school holidays, mm. I need four specifically outdoor activities families might do. Um, helping Dad out with his Tinder profile. Uh, just. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. This is not. Oh, no, no, Dad. Swipe right. She's a minger. <laughs> I think right's the good way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, Miz, you're back up. Okay, Here we yeah. go. These school holidays. Name me three things a child might ride: a pony, a bike, a roller coaster. Whoa, well done, it. Is in. Is in. Well done. Very good. Well done. Oh, Points nearly, to Merrick Watts. I nearly said Dad's Tinder date. And uh, I went, no, oh, too young. Way too young. I'm glad you didn't. Okay. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Sometimes I wish listeners could see Mez's face. When I do that face of like, am I in trouble? And I'm asking. I'm asking Dill, who's a guest on the show, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be like, am I? Am I in trouble? Dill Rook. I need. Three things a child mm. might learn to do these school holidays. Guitar, swim, and uh, roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing one of mine. But just... you, don't, you don't learn to roller coaster. <laughs> I, should said ro- I should have said roller blade. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But mm. uh, quite frankly, you'd be better off in a kind of social sense learning how to roller coaster, whatever that is. <laughs> More than roller uh, you guys don't do it in Australia and Sri Lanka. We learn to roller coaster all the time. <laughs> you guys just don't get my cultural references. No, that's you know happening. what it is? We're racist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next one. All right, Mez, here we go. Go. Four people you might have to pay these school holidays. Oh, uh, uh, clowns, um, babysitter. You got two. Uh, Well done. Far out. I'm not going to give him babysitter. He's one after the buzzer. I'm going to get competitive here. Okay. You know what? I'm not joking. The first one that came to my mind was prostitute. (laughs) And I, I just heard pay someone and I went, who do you pay? And I went, no, downgrade that to massage. And I went, no, okay. no, even that's not right. <clears throat> okay, last one. Good Here we go, Dil. Chance, chance to steal the points. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, Dil Rook. Yes. In Australia, these school mm. holidays, I'm just going to counter in case you try and reference Sri Lankan things yeah. here. <laughs> Three programs or movies a parent might put on TV to distract their kids. Oh, Moana, Frozen, and... Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Sorry, we're going to go to the camera. We're just going to get an instant replay of the last go answer. The go to the bunker. Fifty Shades of Grey? Is that what I heard? <laughs> That's what I tried to say. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it is, it, it's educational. It just tells you, you know, make sure you stay at school and study hard yeah. <laughs> so you don't end up in a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Right now, some parents have a turn and say, don't worry, he's, it's the man's talking, but don't worry about it. You're not going to win. No, you're not no. going to end up in that. You're going to go to Luna Park. <laughs> Dilruk Jai Singer, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you again soon, mate. Thanks for dropping by today. Thank you so much, legends. See you, mate. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. The Howie Games is all about positivity. The episodes aim to inspire, to motivate, to get you up and get you out there. And no man does this better than West Indian cricketer Darren Sammy. My mom always ensured that she made us understand that, you know, be content but with what you have, but that doesn't mean that you cannot aim to be better because you could always be better in life but don't be greedy don't be 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 content so yes i didn't have the best shoes but you know every day we found something to eat there was something on the table whether it be the dry bread with water or you flour and milk we found something to it. We survived. You can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Merrickville here on Triple M. Great to have your company, Sydney. Thanks for joining me today. We are just about 
Into the weekend. It's going to be hot. It's going to be great. We're all going to get too overexcited and forget the ocean is still cold. If you go into the ocean or you go to the local pool and you just jump in there and go, oh, jeez, that's bracing. You know why? Because it's not summer. But we're still going to do it anyway because that's what we do in Sydney when we're not paying tolls. So... <laughs> School holidays kick off next week. Uh, tomorrow. Lamb- they start tomorrow. Well, yeah, technically tomorrow. Yeah. Next week, we're, Georgie and I have already begun planning what are we going to do for school holidays, yep. how are we going to keep the, the kids entertained, what's going on. And uh, very, very lucky, my kids, their sport because of uh, their father's white privilege. Um, we are going to... <laughs> we are going to take them to the opera house. Wow. Where they're going to go and see Frank Woodley do comedy. Frank Woodley, of course, from Lano and Woodley. Terrific guy. That really is a genuine guy. treat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So he's he does a comedy show for families. It only goes for like an hour, which is perfect. Uh, and it's at the, at the Opera House, which is like an icon. And tickets are, they're not that expensive. I think they're like 20 bucks or something like yeah. that. Don't quote me because I don't know. So <laughs> Don't turn up at the Opera House going, miss it, it was 20 bucks. No, but that's reason for comedy, for a live show at the Opera House, that is pretty bloody, that's pretty inexpensive, I reckon. Well... Good value is what I'll call it. Anyway, right. so they're, they're going to go and see that show, and, and they are spoiled to do that because mm. um, I remember on school holidays, um, my dad said to me, he goes, mate, I've got plans for you. I was, oh, great. I think I was about 10 or something like that, 10 or 11. And school holidays, he goes, oh, I've got some, got some stuff planned for you because my mum was a, a teacher mm. and she was working, and I think she had to work during that time. And so dad said, no worries, I got it. I'll take you uh, for a school holidays excursion. You're going to love this. And I went, great. And he took me to a Chinese restaurant next to a brothel. Oh. Two for one, Dad. Oh. Two for one. There's only one of those things I can indulge in right now. There were and two. Is, I'll have a chicken and sweet corn soup, please. Ironically, they both had a lazy Susan. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was outstanding, Lee. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Give yourself a little ting. Give yourself the, the buzz ting, because that was excellent. Thank yes. you. Both of lazy <laughs> No shortage of dumplings in either venue. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, okay, let's okay. stop. <clears throat> Sweet and sour pork. Yeah, well. mm, it's when you it's when you get two and one of them is a bit grumpy. <laughs> if you went oh, in September, it was definitely a spring roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More than a mouthful in both ends. Okay, we've gone too far. That's where my dad took me for school holidays, to a Chinese restaurant next to a brothel. That is a crap destination. I said to him, I said, Dad, what goes on there? And he goes, oh, it's a brothel. Didn't even bother, didn't even bother like trying to camouflage and say, oh, it's where people go when they're tired and need to have a sleep for 15 minutes. He just said straight out and told it, explained to me, I think I must have been 10. But that was like, that in my family, we went on. School holidays, I'm not mm. going to lie, were pretty crap. They involved me hooking up with my mates, riding a BMXs around looking for trouble with a can of petrol. That was, <laughs> that was, that was it. Nowadays, you've got to take them to the bloody opera house. You've got to take mm. them to see Yo Gabba Gabba or, you know, you've got things you've got to go and do. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want to celebrate the crap things off the back of El Caballo Blanco, mm. which of course is the fantastic, now defunct Andalusian horse farm. Um, <laughs> you might've gone there on school holidays, but I want to take calls on one triple three five three. What school holiday trip did you have or activity? Did your parents take you to? And now you look back and just go, mm. Oh my God, you are the crappest parents. One triple three five three. El Caballo Blanco. <laughs> Unnecessary there. Just wanted to do it. Give us a call. Merrickville here on Triple M. It's Friday and we're going into a great weekend of fantastic weather. And then school holidays when you it's not as fantastic because you've got to <laughs> constantly entertain your children. And we're going to take your calls. One triple three five three. Lots have come through uh, about when your parents took you on craptastic school holidays uh, or craptastic activities. Where did they take you now? Bit of a bonus. Yeah, a little bonus. We got two tickets to give away to the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final next Sunday. It is going to be glorious. 2017 NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Sunday, October 1st, ANZ Stadium out at Homebush there. Don't miss out. Get your tickets today from nrl.com forward slash tickets. Now, we already had a full bank of calls, but that is just going to choke it to death. (laughs) But that's not my problem. That's somebody who knows how to use a phone's problem. That's not me. Got Jamie in Newport. Hello, Jamie. Not bad, boys. Great to have you on the show. All right, what craptastic activity or holiday did you go on for school holidays as a kid? When I was 12, my parents bought a new house with a double block. The back area had chicken pens and an orchard in it. The first summer holidays, he made me 
smash down all the chicken pens with a two-pound ball-peen hammer. Oh, what? I break up all the concrete, and I got a hernia and ended up in hospital. Sorry, the look, I, I, mate, I, hang on a second. I'm not, I, I have done some demolition work myself, but a ballpoint hammer is not, your, I'd use a sledgy. I wasn't allowed to touch a sledgehammer. I'm a gifted individual. How, mate, you know what that is? That's like, you know, when you see in a movie that makes somebody um, clean a toilet with a toothbrush. The next year, all the chicken pens were gone and he rebuilt the fences and he made me paint the fences with used transmission fluid for the summer holidays. Is this what? your dad, Jamie? Yeah. Is your dad Joseph Fritzel? Oh. Uh, Jamie, what, what's the go with the transmission fluid? What would you uh, do? It preserves the wood. So if you use, use know that. oil, yeah. it's free. And oil preserves the old-style paneling fences. It's perfect for the job. But I did not know that. It's so easier if you... if you can have child labour do it for you. Yeah, but so if you drain out the tranny fluid out of your auto, then you can... Correct. No, Liam just looked at me like, oh, tranny fluid. No, it's called tranny fluid, Liam. Tranny it's... fluid leaks from underwear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's looking at me like, oh, don't say anything about the transsexual community. It's not the transsexual community. It's a fluid. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Everybody just settle down. All right, Jamie, thank you very much for your call. <laughs> I've learned something there, and that was fantastic. You can put transmission fluid and on. And you can put your kids fence. to work painting fences. Oh, I know that. Mm. Uh, we've got Michael in Narrabeen. Hello, mate. How you going? Very good. All right. What's a craptastic activity or holiday did you go on with your folks? Uh, well, it wasn't really going anywhere. Well, we didn't have a lot of money, so they couldn't afford to get anyone to look after us. So this was back in the late 80s. Uh, my mum worked at a nursing home, oh. and we used to have to go and um, go with her to work to the oh. nursing home. Oh, Michael, that's just the smell of um, farted pears and prunes. Mm. You know, that smell where, like, it's just a f- yeah. fruit compote of poop. And so, so, there, it was, you know, nursing homes, it's basically everyone who's pretty close to being... Uh, yeah, they're God's waiting room, mate. Yeah, and a lot of people with dementia. Yeah. I was probably, like, seven or eight. It scarred me for life. Mate, what do you do at at the age of seven or eight in a nursing home? What do you do to keep yourself occupied? I mean, obviously, you get into their medication, but after that, I imagine you pretended to be their grandkids to get some money. No, I was lock yourself in the lunchroom. Oh, that's That's grim. That's awful. There's nothing good (laughs) about there. Just eating pureed foods all day. Would you like it some more mashed pumpkin, Michael? No, I'm good, thank you. Nathan in Mount Annan. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How you going? Really good. What craptastic activity did you have during school holidays? Uh, so there's one year in the early 90s, uh, the, the one time that my dad decided to actually take a holiday, took us down to Canberra, and we all, me, my brother and my sister, we all got to pick one activity we got to go and do. And um, and so my brother picked on, he wanted to go to the uh, National Museum of Australia, so we went to there, it took a couple of hours, and then my sister picked that uh, wanted to go to the Arts Museum, so we went to the Arts Museum. This is boring as hell. And uh, all I wanted to do was go and buy some fireworks. <laughs> by the time we finished with all these uh, boring museums, we get to the fireworks shop and they'd closed and they'd shut down for good. I was devastated. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that is just heartbreaking. You should always do your fireworks shopping first mm. and then your <laughs> cultural uh, pursuits after. Yeah. You would have did you, you would have had for fish week for the fireworks, I imagine, Nathan? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. did, that's you, did you stop by for their other projects? Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I don't know if you've ever done it, uh, Liam or Nath or anybody, but it's so funny when you go to Canberra or you used to, you just go there and just go load up on two items here. Bungers <laughs> in both shops, just different types. Thank you, Nath. Uh, get to Vicky and Sinclair. Hi, Vic. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, really good, Vicky. What did um, what did your parents take you uh, to do on school holidays? What craptastic thing? Well, I am the crap parent. Oh, <laughs> <And> yeah. I... <laughs> and I took my kids and the neighbourhood kids, who I used to mind in the school holidays, uh, we didn't have much money, so I took them to TV show audiences because it was free. Amazing, Vicky. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's not crap. What shows, what shows did you go and see the taping of? Uh, we saw Wheel of Fortune and um, Agro. Amazing. Well, the kids would like aggro. Wheel of Fortune, probably less so. But, you know, you get free lollies in the audience too. They're always handing around a, a bowl of jelly beans or some, you know, little mini Snickers or something. It's educational. Teach them how yeah, to spell. Exactly. That's right. I thought it was fun. I think it's great, Vicky. And what are you, are kids are all grown up now? Yes, they're uh, mid 20s now. Right, okay. Are there, any of them follow NRL? They do, yes. Maybe. Matt, Matt. 
Vicky, who do they go for in NRL? Uh, they go for South. I go for Penrith. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I can't supply tickets to either of those games. <laughs> Vicky, no, no. Vicky, I would like to give you two tickets to the NRL Telstra Premiership, which is technically oh, during school holidays. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Vicky. Maybe you can take one of your kids or you can give them to your kids. You can do whatever you like. They're up to you. Thanks very much. That's great. You have a great weekend and enjoy the, uh, the great summer weather we've got in spring tomorrow. <laughs> you too. Thanks very much. All right. You take care, Vicky. Thanks for calling. The one time in a big moment. When I remember letting my teammates down. I hurt myself today. 2014 versus Canterbury in the preliminary final. Missed the tackle for a try early on on Josh Jackson. Really struggled to get myself into the game. The game really got away from me really, really quickly, and that can happen in finals. I came off afterwards just thinking, oh, it's the worst. That's why it's called the roller coaster. You put your hands up when it's going good, and when it's going bad, it feels like you're crashing. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. Actually, for me, I'd go back to my first series against the Raiders. 93, I was marking Noah Nandruku, absolute freak. I'll get embarrassed. No one, Andrew, who scores three tries on me and absolutely terrorises me. I remember everything. You just get disappointed because you know you haven't done your job. What have I become? I didn't want to let the team down, especially in a final series. It was a tough one. For me, that was a sign I'd have to be a better player. And you could have it all. That moment for me when I let my teammates down was when I got sent off in that state of origin. I let my 16 teammates down. I let the state down. I live with it every day. That night was a night when I couldn't walk off and look my teammates in the eye. I will let you down. I will make you When you haven't done your job, you've let the other 16 players down. Personally, and you let yourself down. I think that's the hardest thing. It was pretty lonely for sort of five, ten minutes, and then you get in the circle and realise that the sun's going to come up again tomorrow. I wear this crown of thorns. Well, it was State of Origin. It was the biggest stage of all. The 99 series, it was at Lang Park. It was Laurie Daly's last game. And I was handed the responsibility of goal kicking. About the 72nd minute, 10 all, we scored a try, and I got a goal kick from probably about eight or nine metres in from the sideline. I knew I could seize the moment and send Laurie out a winner. And I carried that with me as I was carrying the football back to the mound. And it was just everything slowed down for me. And even Loz came over and said, mate, all good. You know, you'll get it. You'll be right. Everyone knew what it meant. And I shanked it. And you could have it all. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. I took my eyes off the prize. My empire. 20 years on, I think about it, you know, mate. I will let you. I will make you hurt. Yeah, regret that. If I could start again a million miles away, I would keep myself. I would find a way. Rugby Lee lives on Triple M, home of the footy finals. Yeah, and it kicks off at 6 o'clock tonight, of course. Our fantastic uh, call team will be in place as we see the Storm take on the Broncos. And joining me right now from Amy Park, we've got our two commentators and good friends of the show, Dan Ganane and Ryan Girdler. Gentlemen, come in. Howdy, Hello, boys. boys. Hey. Okay, fellas, any chance the Broncos for an upset? Look, oh, there's always a chance, Mez. I don't think it's going to happen down here tonight. It's a, a perfect afternoon in Melbourne for rugby league. It's probably about 20 degrees, uh, and, you know, there's a, a game on before it, but it's a dry track because there's been a little bit of wind around as well. So mm. perfect conditions, which I think is great for both of these sides because they both do like to attack. They're the two best attacking sides in the competition. But I just think, you know, Melbourne, a couple of weeks ago, they, they got tested by Parramatta. They've had two weeks now to go away and work on the things that they didn't get right in that game. And they basically said it was the game that they needed to have. Um, so I think they're going to be better than that. Mm. Uh, and, and Brisbane, well, uh, you know, they've won their last couple of, of games, but they haven't been convincing. And I just think Melbourne will be too powerful tonight. I'll give them a chance. 
Melbourne are clearly the class of the competition, but Brisbane almost beat Melbourne here. Now, that was six months ago, and they met in round 17, and it was an absolute flogging, but there were plenty of Broncos not playing that night, so we might almost have to scrap that one as a form guide. So you've got to give, you've got to give any Wayne Bennett team that has Darius Boyd and Sam Thayday, all these big match players, you've got to give them at least a shot. Uh, when was the last time the Storm lost at Amy Park? How many games have they lost this year at Amy Park? They've lost two, but one of them was with all their origin players out against Parramatta. They yep. haven't lost a fair income game with everyone available since round six against Jeez. Cronulla. And yep. that was 3-2 yep. with about five minutes left. It's a fortress for them, isn't it? I mean, the same way that you know, Suncorp is a fortress for the Broncos, it's really in Melbourne's favour there. Well, they've been really good at home this year, the Broncos, but their away record, they're about 6-6. Six and six, So, you know, they don't travel overly well. And, uh, yeah, look, Dan was right. They... They come down with probably a better side than they did last time they met the Melbourne Storm. But I just don't know how Brisbane can win tonight because if you're going to play against Melbourne and you want to get away with a win, well, you need to play a different style of football, which is kind of like what Brisbane do. It's a little bit expansive. They chance their arm a little bit. But the problem is when you make an error... Melbourne are the best side at capitalising. Mm. And that's what they do. And, and I think that's what happened down here tonight. I think Brisbane will be gallant. They'll be game. They'll throw the football around. But the problem is, as soon as you give Melbourne you know, the ball in your um, sort of half of the field, they put points on. I just don't know how Brisbane can stop you that. You get the feeling, Goods. That was two weeks ago. We're here for the Parramatta game. That was the time they were there to be beaten. Yep. That was the one chance anyone had in these finals. Yeah, yeah. And look, they, they said it. They acknowledged it after the game. And that's another thing. They're the best side. They can actually change their tact while they're playing. And they can also give them a couple of weeks. They go away and fix their game better than anyone else. It's a big ask tonight for Brisbane. Uh, another big ask for the Ch- uh, for the Cowboys against the Chookies tomorrow as well. I know that the, the Roosters at the moment are very short favourites. But... Dan, can I ask you a question, right? Out of these four contenders for the Premiership, yes. Yes. What, is, what is the best outcome for a grand final at least and then obviously as a Premiership? For what's, the, what's For the NRL, for the for game. For the NRL, for the it'll game. be uh, – Mel, well, Melbourne's got to be in because that, they, 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 that there's your Channel 9 number. Yep. Because Sydney are going to watch anyway and North Queensland. Because really? Sydney's going to watch no matter what. So okay. you get Melbourne versus North Queensland. Yep. And they will think, I mean, Brisbane, North Queensland will they still, would be a hell will of they a sell game. sell it out, though, Dan? Will they sell the grand final out? Will well, they, they get 8,000 there? Well, if they got Melbourne, because I think, you know, you got Brisbane and, and the Cowboys. Brisbane bring their fans. Are Melbourne fans going to travel? Are you going to pack out ANZ? That's a good question. Mm. That's a good question. If the Broncos make it, they, you know, when they played the Cowboys two years ago, uh, about 38,000 out of the 80,000 were registered Queensland supporters. Wow. Yeah, their postcode is in And obviously yep. most of those were Broncos fans. Well, you fans. Can just yeah. tell right, the rum sales at the Pullman went <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> hey, Dan, very quickly, mate, I wanted to know how your uh, social media has been tracking today after the 50 Reasons to Hate the Roosters last night. If you haven't you know, seen it, it is terrific. You can check it out on uh, oh, Triple M's Facebook. I don't Facebook. know that, but I'm going to watch it just yeah. to upset Gus Warland. Well, not as much hate as I was hoping. But um, it was a piss take, and I actually... I tell well, you that's what it because they've is. only got 14 paid fans. That's why. My <laughs> objection is not Roosters fans. My objection is the campaign that's been run to convert Sydney fans to follow the Roosters. Can I say something? It was, uh, I understand what the Telegraph was doing, but Roosters fans don't want Manly fans and no. Canterbury. They don't want you, no. and we don't want to follow the Roosters. So well, what is this campaign? Go to the footy tomorrow night, watch a great game of footy, support the Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. Leave the Roosters alone. They're a great team, but we don't need 50 reasons to love them. So, yes, we came up with 50 reasons to hate them. 50 Some... a lot, Dan. I mean, you've got to dig oh. deep there. I, well, was I Gus reckon... Wallen, where was he on that? He would have been uh, like number 47, just the name. He was number two, wasn't he, Dan? <laughs> two. Well, he, he's the, I'll tell you what I did, and I, I regret it. You know when you brainstorm these things, yeah. and you just write down, like the first one was Blake Ferguson, the second one was Gus Wallen. Well, he's not the second most obvious yeah. reason to hate, but I forgot to go and change the order. And I meant to, I meant to say something like, Gus Wallen. Wallen's uh, sickening support or something like that. But I just said Gus Wallen, and I think yeah. he's taken great, I think he's taken great offence at that. Did I you notice, like... so boys, that he left out Pagey because he didn't want to bag the creative one. He just gave it to Gus. <laughs> hey, listen, I... Wow. I never, that is will, so, so telling and yeah, so entirely accurate. Pagey doesn't ram it down your throat. 
And there's no way I'm going anywhere near the professor on that show. <laughs> I fear those people. I watch 100%. their show every week. and, and But uh, very astute observation, Gertz. Boys, uh, we will catch you in 12 minutes' time as you take us live to Amy Park for the game tonight between the Storm and the Broncos. And, of course, we will also have coverage tomorrow uh, from Allianz Stadium between the Roosters and the Cowboys. Boys, have a great call. Enjoy. See you, boys. boys. See you, lads. Almost out of here for uh, the end of the week. I hope you have a great weekend. It's going to be great weather and enjoy yourselves. And normally I'd leave you with Battle of the Burbs, but today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I know that uh, on the show I don't normally get too political, and some of you might say, oh, you do a bit, but usually it's about the tolls. But uh, with everybody receiving their plebiscite votes uh, at the moment and returning them, and we've seen unfortunate incidents on TV with Tony Abbott being assaulted by somebody who apparently was a yes campaigner for the marriage equality bill. Uh, I want to just very quickly ask you to consider something. I'm not going to try and tell you how to vote. I'm not one of those people who tell you how to cast your vote. But I will say this, that with marriage equality, the word there, equality, is the most important word. It's not about marriage. It's about equality for all Australians. We ask for equality. We are an equal country. We like equality here. We like to see other people as equals, and we like to be treated as equals. And think about the word equality and remove the word marriage for a moment and think about how you can help other people feel equal in this country. In 20 years' time, I can't imagine there will be a country in the English-speaking world that will not have marriage equality. So it's an inevitability. We know these things eventually come through. So why not just do it now? Your children and their children will ask you one day, how you voted in this plebiscite. And you want to think about how you're going to answer that. Do you want to answer as somebody who saw the future or somebody who denied the future? We know these things take shape. We know they move. And we know that the momentum that they gather affects the way we shape ourselves as a nation. Also ask yourself this, if we vote no, how will we be viewed by the rest of the world? Australia's a great country. We give people opportunities here. We have for not just decades, for centuries. We give people opportunities and the rest of the world looks at us as a great country and we should prove that. We don't want to be the only English-speaking nation on the planet that denies people equality. Again, equality, not marriage equality, generally just equality. And unfortunately, some people who support the Yes campaign have made stupid decisions and allowed the people who support the No campaign to have an argument against the plebiscite. It is time. I don't like to bang on about this stuff, but we all know gay people. We all have gay people in our friendship groups. We work with gay people and we treat them as equals every single day. So why can't we allow them to have the equality that they deserve? This is Australia. Let's treat people equally. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. A Merrickvillite. Merrickvilleman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.